0: It sounds like the stuff of science fiction, but it's happening. Attorney Tom Lorenz reveals that MRNA technology, which caused some people harm through the COVID vaccines, is being added to our food supply. Yes, you heard it, added to our food supply. And this is without our knowledge and without our consent. He joins us today to talk about what he's doing and what we can do to stop forcing gene therapy on unsuspecting Americans. Stay with us. Welcome to the Moms for America podcast. Each week, special guests tackle the issues facing the moms of America today. Discussions include personal stories and advice on how moms can build a strong foundation of faith, family, and freedom in their homes and country. Hi, moms. I'm Debbie Corlinis, your host. And thank you once again for joining us today. Uh, we always want to ask you at the top of the show to like, subscribe to our podcast, and also share. Please share the podcast with your mama friends. we got a great discussion coming up today. Um, you're not going to want to miss this one. And you, you may not actually believe it's happening, but it surely is. Uh, also, I want to invite all the moms here that are listening to our show. Would you please join the movement here at Moms for America? We are moms uniting all across the country to fight for faith, family, freedom, and the constitution. So I've been telling everybody this, we're like the ultimate support group for conservative moms. So come on, join us. It's really a great place to belong. Uh, We have a lot of resources for you uh, in your journey through motherhood. So check us out at momsforamerica.us. Again, our website is momsforamerica.us. Also, when you are at our website, um, you'll see our newsletter there. You can go ahead and subscribe to our newsletter. Love to have you sign up for that so we can communicate with you each week about all the resources and um, different things we have happening around the country. Also, if you have an idea or a topic for our podcast, I would love to hear from you. Would you send that over to me at podcast at moms dot net. Again, it is podcast at moms for dot net. Love to hear from you. Love to get your suggestions and any insight you may have on the discussions we're having here in the podcast. So thanks, moms. We so appreciate you joining us every week. Uh, We do love our mamas. On to today's program. Attorney Tom Renz is sometimes referred to as the people's attorney because of his relentless pursuit of justice and accountability on behalf of average Americans. He filed his first COVID lawsuit in 2020 and he continues to fight today challenging government fraud and vaccine mandates. He's also been disclosing the lack of informed consent protections for American consumers that have been exposed to mRNA technology in the food supply. Welcome, Tom, to the Moms for America podcast. We're so glad to have you. This is going to be an interesting conversation, to say the least.
1: Yeah, well, I'm honored to be here. You know, I love what you guys do. I'm a dad, of course, and uh... I'm a, a married dad with a wonderful family and two little boys, and the idea of the moms fighting for America, I, I just, you you guys, you guys have had to step up. The the dads, we've been absent. There's not a whole lot of men fighting for America. We need to have more of that, but, you know, in the absence, the moms have stood up because the mama bears really came out and really stood for their kids, so it's an honor to be here and to uh, to to speak with all the moms out there.
0: Good, thank you. Now, how many kids do you have, Tom?
1: I got two. My son is uh thirteen and ten. They're Gabriel and Nicholas. After uh, the archangel and after Saint Nick, because I have an absolute obsession with Christmas, (laughs) and uh, they and my wife uh, pretty much make my world go around. So they're Mm. uh, that's what we fight for.
0: That's it. That's it. One hundred percent. So this is a topic that moms are very interested in, and we're getting a lot of information. Uh, from different resources. Some say this is not happening. Some say it's happening. Some say it's this, some say it's that. So we're so glad that you are here today to help clear this up for us. So I want to start a little bit at the beginning here. Uh, you recently broke the news that the Pork and Cattlemen's Association of Missouri was going to start injecting their livestock with the mRNA vaccine. Tell us what was happening, how you learned about this, and What are they actually doing? Because that sounds crazy to me.
1: Well, it does sound crazy. And uh, the the truth ends up being, uh, well, maybe scarier than the the initial tweet. So we start out, and what had happened was, is I had gotten word from several state reps, and it wasn't just Missouri. Um, There were three different states where we had gotten word from various reps. And they said, listen, the lobbyists are telling us That, uh, you know, they're going to, all these vaccines are going to be mRNA vaccines. They're going to be putting it in everything. And you're not going to be able to get any food that has not been injected with mRNA vaccines. And so I put out the tweet, and, uh, you know, because that's something that needs to be out there immediately. People need to know about that. Uh, So then uh, the story developed, and we continued working and researching. And what we found, and we've been working on this ever since. So the mRNA vaccines have actually been licensed and are being used in pigs since 2018. There's a, a platform uh, called, from Merck, and it's called Sequivity, and it's an mRNA platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there are mRNA vaccines currently in pigs. Now, at the same time, What this really points to is the food supply generally, right? So Mm -hmm. you've got pigs, you've got your fruits and vegetables, you've got your cows, you got whatever it is you wanna look at. And what there is, is there's a lot of movement towards uh, two different things. First of all, there's mRNA vaccines in our food supply in terms of, uh, let's say we wanna uh, vaccinate, vaccinate the pigs or the cows against some sort of a disease that pigs or cows get. Okay. So they're going to move and they're going to change those to mRNA vaccines. Now, we don't really know what, whether or not you know eating a cow that's been injected with that or a pig that's been injected with that is safe or not. We just don't know. Now, there's another more troubling issue as well, and that's what's called transmissible vaccines. Transmissible mm-hmm. vaccines are a serious, serious concern, and we have to distinguish between the two. Okay. If you give a if you give a cow an mRNA vaccine, and that vaccine is designed for the cow, we don't really know if there's any leftover in its system by the time it gets to you. We don't really know what that's going to do, right? right?
0: So the data is out on that. We don't have any we research on that. Okay. No,
1: no. Uh, now they will tell you that theoretically we shouldn't worry about this. It, you know, it may or may not be an issue, but. And a lot of them will say, well, it's out of the pigs or cows by the time it gets to you. But we don't really know that, right? We we, we don't really know that for sure. A lot of times, the period of time from uh, vaccination to slaughter is very, very short in some of this livestock. So we don't really know for sure. We okay. don't know uh, how long this stuff lasts in the animals. And remember, right now, Sequavity is licensed in the U.S., But we know that they're pushing for all the animal vaccines to go to mRNA, as well as all the human vaccines, for that matter. Mm -hmm. Um, This, by the way, this flu season, uh, just as an FYI for for the moms out there, uh, there's a lot of reports, and I can't confirm it yet, but I do believe that the flu vaccine will include an mRNA component this season. So make sure you're checking that before you do it, uh, unless you're... Well, unless you're a fan of the COVID vaccines, which I, you know, frankly is, is, uh, I mean, they've been abhorrent. Uh, no risk to kids and a lot of death. Yeah.
0: The, right here, do, should we just address the M, um, this, this type of carrier, the MRNA technology, why people are concerned about it? Just because we're talking about it and the, and the concerns of it, uh, just briefly. Um, What are are your concerns about this technology, just so we know going forward why this is such an important discussion?
1: Yeah, so there's a lot of them. And first of all, you've got to understand what the M means. So when we hear mRNA, everybody hears messenger RNA, right? And messenger RNA is a naturally occurring thing. It's in our bodies, we have messenger RNA. Okay. Uh, If you look at the COVID vaccines, Any of Uh, these COVID vaccines have in them, they call it mRNA, but it's actually something called mod RNA, M-O-D. And what mod means, and it works really well if you're trying to mislead people, because it all starts with an M. So they can say, well, it's mRNA. But mRNA, typically people think to be messenger RNA, but it's not. Uh, This is mod RNA because it's not a natural RNA. This is not RNA you find in your body. This is modified as, as in made in a lab, it's synthetic. So it's not a naturally occurring substance. When they put that in you, it's creating problems. And the, one of the problems stems from the fact that once you take these mRNA vaccines, your body then produces the spike protein that's the same pathogen that's in SARS-CoV-2. It causes problems within your body. And you know, uh, my friends, Dr. McCullough, Dr. Cold, all these guys have, have done the research, they've shown. There's issues with cancer, uh, myocarditis, all, these different, all the different things you've heard of. Uh, we can also tell you now conclusively, we have yet to find a healthy person, a healthy child under 18, that died during the pandemic from COVID. We found a lot of people that have since the vaccines came out died from vaccine-related causes. But during like the dinosaur. pandemic, kids weren't dying. So the mm-hmm. thing is, is when you do this with your kids, you're really putting them at risk. And for any of the moms out there that, you know, they thought they were protecting your kids, you're not. Please don't give any more. I'm begging you as a dad to a mom, please. There's no risk. And they've, they've now admitted, Pfizer's actually admitted uh, before the European Union, that they didn't even test to see whether this would stop transmission of the disease. There was never any benefit to it. It doesn't even stop transmitting. So you're not gonna keep grandma safe. You're not gonna keep uh, grandpa and grandma safe from this disease. It spreads anyways. There's no benefit to reducing transmission. And not only that, they've actually also admitted that they don't even understand the, the immunoresponse mechanism by which these vaccines work. So, and you might say, well, why do you know this as a lawyer? Well, because I have to argue the cases about this, right? So I have to know what the doctors argue to explain it to the lawyers and to the judges in a way that makes sense. So these things are they Why are
0: they pushing this technology so much? Obviously with the the COVID vaccine, but now through uh, livestock, why is this the technology that they're championing?
1: Well, the key here to understand is the money. There have been globally trillions of dollars with a T invested into the mRNA platform. Now, the why is a really good question, right? Uh, It's an interesting thing to see what they're doing here. Now, they claim that this cannot alter your genetics. I don't know that to be true. The reason I don't know that to be true is we have a study out of Europe that showed in vitro, which means in a Petri dish, that uh, you know, liver cells were actually, their genetics were modified with these COVID vaccines. They tested it, it did modify our, our DNA. Now, the question is why? The other thing we found is there's another study just recently came out. Uh, some guy, another guy out of Europe tested some of these and he found up to 30% DNA loads in these vaccine c- containers. Now, RNA may not modify your, your, your cells, your genetics, but DNA does. And so this is permanently modifying our genomes in some cases, or it looks like it may be. We can't say conclusively that if you've gotten the COVID vaccine, your genetics have been modified. But what we can tell you is there's a lot of science indicating that that may be the case. And there's a lot of resistance to allowing us to have a transparent test on it. And as a lawyer, to me, if you're not hmm. going to let me have a clear, why can't I take some of these COVID vials and have them tested? Why can't I go do that? Why is it that every time I get someone that's testing it, they have to take an expired vial that was thrown away? You see, they they control these. They won't even let they hmm. won't even let scientists examine these uh, to to see what's going on. So hmm. you to me, you don't hide things unless there's something to hide.
0: Right. Well, transparency is what you're talking about. Yes. clearly and this is what we're talking about with with the 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 pork the beef the cattlemen if they are using this um, type of technology to inject um the pig the beef whatever that is the cattle your your point is there should be full transparency on what's being yes. used and that's what is the heart of this discussion what yes. is going on with that, that we can't actually know if our livestock has been injected with through this type of technology?
1: Well, you know, that's a good question. There's a lot of opposition to it. And, uh, you know, from where, is,
0: where is the opposition from? Is it from the cattlemen from the association?
1: Yeah, well, so the the National Cattlemen Beef Association is is completely in opposition. Farm bureaus, the chambers of commerce. But you got to understand the way the money flows. Mm. Uh, the the vaccine companies are tied right in bed with the farm companies remember they sell the vaccines also to to pigs cows and horses and whether you're creating one genetic mrna platform or another doesn't matter i see so it's
0: big money big money for the animal stock is like it was big money for well i get it
1: and there's another insidious, truly insidious part of this. And I'm going to do something a little unorthodox. I'm going to pull this up because I want to read this to your people while I'm while I'm looking at you. And I, I apologize because I know you never ever read on air, but this is that important. Okay. So this is from the University of California. Uh, and I'm reading a direct quote here: "The future of vaccines may look more like eating a salad than getting a shot in arm." UC Riverside scientists are studying whether they can turn edible plants, like lettuce, into mRNA vaccines. So, what they're working on. I just on read this that. Co- I
0: just read an article on this: that cucumbers and all these like water-based are yeah. very simple to put a vaccine in yep. this this type of technology. So now we're looking at it not only in our our meat, but now also in our, our vegetables. Yeah. I don't, yeah. uh, what's the point? What, what is, what do you think the point is? And, and, and well, a, can, we, can we get away from it? Well, is organic food going to be a, a saving grace or no?
1: Well, I don't know. What I do know is that BioNTech, the creators of the Pfizer vaccine, okay. have now partnered with Bear Monsanto. Monsanto is the largest seed producer on the planet. Mm-hmm. why do they need to partner what are they working on together i wonder right. um you know this is what's occurring here is they're trying to get this into everyone everywhere period now the there's a couple of issues here so first of all uh why are they trying to be sneaky about it why is this something that they're not providing fully tr- full transparency and informed consent on mm-hmm. and i'm asking this to the moms and I'm, i want to direct this to the moms right so my wife god bless her If the kids are doing something wrong, she knows it before anybody else because she can tell when they're trying to hide something. (laughs) Right? Right. Well, listen, look at what he's doing. He's hiding something. Okay, okay. Um, We let the dads
0: know. Yep, I know.
1: (laughs) Okay, I'll take care of it. Um, But you gotta understand, you don't hide things unless there's something to hide. And so to me, when you have a two-page bill that says, listen, you have to disclose if anything that you're putting in this food product is going to modify my genes or act as a medicine, right? That's informed consent.
0: Okay, fair.
1: Two, if if I take something that's going to modify my genes or, or affect me medically, and it's something that I could shed or transmit, you have to give me all the information on how I could shed or transmit it so I don't give it to someone else, mm. right? And third... I want a list of all risks and benefits. Now risks and benefits, different than side effects because with the COVID vaccine, they listed the side effects but they took things like myocarditis and called it an adverse event of special interest so that they didn't have to put it on the sheet. They didn't want people to know but I don't think there's a legally distinguishable difference between a side effect and an adverse event of special interest. It's just they used a different name to get away with doing something shady. So I wanted to include all risk and benefit. We literally put this two-page bill forth in Missouri. The Farm Bureaus, the National Cattleman Beef Association, uh, the, the uh, Cattlemen Association of Missouri, soybean growers, corn growers, pork, uh, they, they fought this tooth and nail. They threatened the elected officials. They said, you'll never get elected again. We're gonna come out against you 100%. Everything mm-hmm. we got from Big Ag, Big Pharma, they they uh it was crazy, the people universally supported this. In fact, uh, you know, we got over and over from the people in Missouri said we've never seen anything like this occur in the Missouri Capitol.
0: Yeah, this was a hot So much
1: support for this topic, but despite that, despite that, they wouldn't pass a two page transparency bill. Now, the amount of money and, and effort that these guys put in opposing this is mind-blowing. And you don't oppose something like this, it's transparency. They said, well, it's going to put an undue burden on the farmers. And how's it going to put an undue for a burden on the farmers? If you don't put something in your cow that's going to screw up my genetics, you don't have to do anything, right? If you don't mm. put a medicine in your cow, that's gonna, and we actually wrote in an exemption for the farmers. They said that we said, you know, the big pharma has to notify us, right? If they're going to put something in these animals or in the seeds that's going to impact our health, we should get informed consent, just like a medicine, but they want to use these loopholes that there are for food to avoid giving you informed consent on the medicines that they're trying to put into the food right now. That's what it looks like to me.
0: Okay. Fair. So this is concern i know um you know some people on our team are just trying to figure out who is using this technology who is using this vaccine and they made some calls and they were notified that they were now i asked some of my the butchers and some different folks here in my area and they don't know anything about it so no. this is been um not brought to the front forefront but a bill like this is helping to at least expose didn't pass in Missouri. Are other states looking at this? I hear that maybe Ohio now. Yeah. Or, or it, yeah. do you kind of just go state by state, hoping that one uh, steps up and passes legislation, and would that affect everything for transparency then? How would that yeah. work, Tom?
1: So if we get if we get this passed in one state in proper form, it will it will be very, very strong universally. And the reason for that is is that true informed consent with all risks and benefits, is true everywhere. Uh okay. disclosure of what's in the meat product. Well, if it's in the if it's in the cow at Walmart, it's going to be in the cow at Walmart everywhere, right? They're not okay. going to have uh, you know, have it in some and not others. So I think that we've got to get this in one state. I'd love to see, you know, DeSantis has been so outspoken on this stuff. I'd love to see him pass this in Florida. Mm. But I don't really care. We've got a number of states we're working with that are working on this. I don't really care who passes it. I just need someone to pass it because. I mean, this isn't complicated, right? This is real simple. We just are saying there's and by the way, there's no absolutely zero burden on anybody. if you we have vaccines in animals right now, right? right. So right. our food supply has been stable for decades. There's not a ton of hunger in this country. when we have hunger, it's not because there's not food available. It's because of, you know, socioeconomic conditions, right? So, so hunger is not a lack of availability of food in this country, we, which means that our vaccines that we have, everything we have is working.
0: Right. This doesn't why change, change any it? of that.
1: Right. All it does is says, if you're gonna change it you're gonna put something in that's now gonna affect my health. Right, a new technology,
0: us. something new that we don't have a lot of data on.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, there, so the question would be then, and I, I asked the moms, tell me why you would oppose something that causes no problems unless you intend to do it. Mm-hmm. it. This is a very, very straightforward answer. And the transmissibility, by the way, I want to—if you wouldn't mind—I'd love to tell you a little uh, one more thing on that. Okay. So understand that what they say is it will, uh, mRNA is a fragile particle. It'll break down your digestive system. It won't work. That—that that is true. Messenger RNA is a fragile particle. Mod RNA is not. Part of what they did with mod is they had to strengthen the platform so that it could get so that it could survive injection and other such things. Now they are working on a number of mechanisms to be able to allow this to survive uh, the digestive system. And they've been, from what I can tell, fairly successful in it. And it's it's not just mod RNA. There's a number of different mechanisms they're using to ensure that these injections can get into you through the digestive system. We've got the scientific citations, we've got the funding, we've got all the paperwork to support that. So when I say this, I'm not saying, hmm. uh, I'm not just pulling this out of the air. We have the paperwork, I can back it up, I've written about it, I've got yeah you know, whatever we need. And by the way, th- these are not just patents. These are studies where they're showing they can do it, right? So okay. I, lo- I love that we've had some people who've dug out some very, very important patent work you know, in the past few years, but understand that as an attorney, a patent indicates something is possible, but it doesn't show that they're doing it. A study where they're actually doing something and telling you how it works is a different animal. This shows that they're they're making use of it. They're actually, and it either works or it doesn't, right? So when we have studies that show, so for example, there was a study out of China that showed that they could inject a cow with this mRNA vaccine, and the mice then, after drinking its milk, would be vaccinated. That's transmissible through a whole system, right? Hmm. And uh, understand that there's no country of origin labeling for our food.
0: Yeah, I want to talk with it about that too. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah so, so you
0: they've can... gotten country of origin. They're all that is something that's um, been taken, removed, and and yep. why is that?
1: Well, they uh, actually the same people. National Cattlemen Beef Association were were hugely against a bill that would have required country of origin labeling a number of years back. Uh, the the big egg and big farm are one and the same okay. uh, in a lot of ways. I mean, they're they're distinct, but they're very very much the same money, same people. I mean, you look at the Gates Foundation. You know, they invest huge in big farm and they've been buying farmland everywhere. Why? Uh, you know, when we look at this, you can see that these guys are are taking steps to really uh, control both the health and the food supplies. Now, whether you want to call that good investment or you want to look at it as a conspiracy theory, I don't care. Either way, uh, to me, when I look at a guy who who has made the statements that Bill Gates has made over the years and done the things he's done. He tells me he wants to control my food supply and my healthcare or anything else. I don't want him to. And it's just right. that simple. And I, you know, my kids, my kids, our kids, mm-hmm. you know, we got, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna feed them?
0: I right. mean, we, yeah. we can't
1: even trust our food supply and we can't get these elected officials to pass a bill. What What do they got to oppose? It's transparency. There's so, no burden. <sighs>
0: Tom, if we don't get this bill, which I know that the fight will continue on and hopefully that does work, what do we do now? It, is there so you're saying this is this technology is being used um, and is being that is injected into possibly any of the food that we're eating as far as pork or beef, correct?
1: Well, we know that it's being used in pork. Okay. There's zero question that they're using mRNA in pork. Sequoia is licensed in the U.S. Okay, um, so for
0: sure in pork, would you, would you say that that's um, common?
1: I don't know how okay. often it's being used. I know it's been out for a few years, so it wouldn't okay. surprise me if it's fairly common. Okay, um,
0: again, we wouldn't know because there's no labeling. Okay, go ahead. No and then labeling. Beef? And
1: right. remember, we also don't see Here's the real problem. How do I know the answer to some of this? There's no transparency, so I don't. Right. So let's say, let's say, for example, uh, that you know, we uh, we've got mRNA products that they're working on. Like Australia is working very diligently on mRNA products for beef. Uh, there were stories there. There we can't say they're sh- true, but we also don't know that they're false. They've been fact checked, and we haven't been able to find out one way or another. Uh, whether they're accurate, but there's stories about them experimenting on on beef out of Australia with mRNA platforms. We know that Australia is working very hard to develop mRNA platforms for their food supply. How do we know where they are in that? Maybe are they testing it? If they did test it, is it in our food supply? What about China? Do we trust China? We know China's experimenting with this. And what are they putting in the food supply? And how would we know? And yes, we do get food from China. Yes, we do get food from all over the place. The food supply, we have no idea where it's coming from. So even the idea that, well, well, they can't do this in the United States, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You don't know where your food's coming from. And so you know whatever's legal or illegal in the United States, how can you know what they're doing? How do you know what a Chinese farmer is doing? Do they even know? I wouldn't even, you know, I wouldn't bet that the Chinese farmer knows what the government's got them doing. The government doesn't tell them. You know, right. I mean, in, in China, it comes you do what you're
0: So right. It comes back to transparency and um, what, how is this actually being handled and who knows what? Does organic beef, um, hormone-free um, beef or pork, is that safe at this point? I, don't I guess know. those are two different questions, right? There's hormone-free
1: yeah.
0: beef that I buy. Yeah.
1: So I don't know is the short answer. I'm going to tell right. you what I'm doing because this is what the moms are going to be asking, right? Right. What do we do about this? What do we and, do about this? And the answer is I don't know. I'll tell you in my family. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm fight, obviously I'm fighting for legislation. I'm right. looking at lawsuits. I'm yeah. doing all the things that I do as an attorney, but... Uh, in my order, in my family, what we do is we we do the organic, the certified organic, and whatever we can get if we can find, say, you know, it's you know this or that or the other anything we can get on the label that we you know, we do. Uh, in the meantime, what I am personally doing is uh, we found we found a beef company. It's a vet owned. They they do freeze dried beef that we're selling on my website now, and I'm working to try and get something put together with farmers. I didn't really want to get into the grocery business, but uh, (laughs) everybody's looking
0: for an answer, right? That's good ranchers, right? We're all just trying to figure out like what is really safe now and who has accountability, who's going to hold the line for um, healthy food um, that we don't want. Maybe, you know, there's a lot of people that just don't want hormone injected meat anyways, or lots of pesticides or a lot of, you know, grown from this or that in, in this condition or that condition. So people are very aware of what they're eating. And yeah. I think they want to know what they're eating.
1: Well, and I'm I'm trying right now to get uh, a few of these, get some of these farmers and stuff together. And I, I called a buddy of mine and said, hey, you know, what do you think about getting into the meat business so that we can, you know, get I, I don't I don't care if anybody buys it from me. I just want to make sure there's something for my family, you know. Uh, And if if anybody else wants it, they'll be able to have it. As soon as we can get it out, you know, we'll do that. We'll publicize it. And right now, you know, outside of, I've got a few local farmers that I know. And I'd suggest right now that that's what you do is find yourself a local farmer. Say, hey, do you know what they're injecting your cows with? And if they do, then, you know, go that route. Uh, Mm -hmm. But, you know, make sure then that with a processing, when they send these cows to the processor, a lot of times they get mixed. You know, you get these cows with those cows. So you got to make sure it's processed clean. And uh, I mean, there's a whole bunch of things like that. Um, I got a friend, her name is Pam Popper. Uh, She's got, she, uh, through her organization and through Make American Spree Again, they've got a lot of veggie type stuff that they do that I, you know, is clean. Um, And I'm just kind of working around I'm doing like, like everybody else. I'm trying to find a solution to it right. uh, as fast as I can, Right,
0: but well, it's just taking some time. Right. Solution is definitely going to be legislation for true tr- tr- transparency. Sorry. i yeah. <laughs> getting yeah. tongue-tied on that. So um looking for this, uh, these bills and pushing our legislators to uh, let us know what is actually happening with this technology in our food. And then really, I know a lot of people do grow their own, but like we just talked about, is that really safe? Because we don't know what's going on with the seeds. Are the seeds okay? Are they heirloom? Are those, you know, we really have a lot of hurdles that we have to, because our food is being manipulated so much. Oh, it is. I'll
1: I'll do this again at the risk of uh, being the worst guest ever.
0: No, that's Um, okay.
1: So this is, uh, uh, I'll actually show you. Uh, it doesn't show well, this is called Smart Stacks Pro. And I want to call it, the reason I'm showing you this, there's two reasons. Okay. One is Smart Stacks Pro is a seed. Uh, they, what they do is they spray this corn seed with something. Okay. And once the corn grows, not the seed anymore, but grows into corn, uh, this, they call it RNAi technology they spray the seed with this, the corn grows into a plant, and what it does is whatever it's sprayed with, uh, if rootworm comes and tries to eat the wor- seed, it kills the rootworm, mm-hmm. right? So that tells you that this RNAi technology is transmissible because it kills the rootworm.
0: Okay, right? that's so the goal trans- of it,
1: right? Yeah, okay. Right, so, so that's the purpose, and it goes from seed to plant to worm. Now, this This technology is called RNAi technology, not mRNA. The reason I bring that up is the same reason I mentioned mod RNA versus mRNA. If we try and outlaw mRNA, that won't work because they'll just change what they call it. Uh, I found when we were working on certain legislation, I saw, you know, I was talking about a specific uh, platform and it was it was on the all over the website our mRNA technology and I so then I talked about it publicly and within two in two days that website changed to uh, RNA particle technology and so what I want to encourage people is if you're out advocating with your elected officials make sure that you let them know that the key is is talking about its impact on your genetics or uh, you know ability to act as a gene because if you talk about it as a, uh, MRNA technology, they'll just call it something else. Right. Right. So, so this is really an important thing. There's a lot of stuff Uh. like that. And if any elected officials around the country want to do this, you know, we fought very aggressively in Missouri because that's what we needed to do. Uh, but whether if you just need private advice, we do that, you know, I'm, I'm in to help anybody I can. I live, uh, God's good for me and <laughs> I've been lucky to be able to people have donated enough that I don't have to charge if an elected if an elected official needs help on something it's free you know okay. I mean because people donate and they support me and that's what I, their donations are for for me to fight the fight so um you know if any elected officials need help on this whether it's a big public fight or mm-hmm. a quiet little advice behind the scenes we can do that we're happy to do that
0: Thank you, thank you for your help on this, Tom. I I do wonder too. You know, there's so many crazy diseases and autoimmunes and all of these things that all of us are being affected with. Um, you know, is it the microwave? Is it the pesticides? Is it the hormones? Is it this? And I'm just wondering, do you think this new exposure to this technology, the mRNA in pork or utilizing it, could be um, a culprit?
1: Well, let me tell you, I'm going to mix in a little bit of what I know with what I think. Okay. Okay. So we know that there are a lot of issues with different medications and things that are out there and different gene therapies and all this different genetic engineering that they're doing. Um, You know, what kind of an impact that has, it's hard to say, because what I know as an attorney is when you try to get to the actual data that our FDA our CDC, all these people see, it's almost impossible to see it. They hide Mm -hmm. it everywhere. Mm -hmm. Uh, With the gene therapy jabs, the the COVID jabs, and those, by the way, are going to go into everything. That mRNA, that gene therapy stuff is going into everything. Uh, The plan over the next five to 10 years is to replace every vaccine with an mRNA vaccine. And you might want to ask yourself why, If all the vaccines we have are so safe and effective, why would we try to change them? But they're going to. Here's the thing, Mm. right? We know that mRNA does shed, Uh, okay? So this is, we know because we have uh, the FDA required when they were going through the culminarity licensing process, that Pfizer did a study on gene uh, shedding in gene therapy products, okay? Mm -hmm. Pfizer said, sure. We also know from the Pfizer documents that if a pregnant person or someone was around someone who had just been vaccinated, it was a reportable safety event. This is because of shedding, mm-hmm. right? Shedding meaning that once you get these jabs for a certain period of time, we don't know how long, but it appears that something that's going in you is coming back out of you through okay. your skin, through your breathing, through whatever, okay? Okay. Now, they won't give us information about what's coming out of you or how much or for how long. But what we do know is we can say conclusively, based on these requirements, that yes, there is a shedding process. And yes, it does affect people around you. Uh, the question becomes what, how much, how long, things like that. Um, so my here's where the speculation comes in. Uh, This is my theory, and I think the question that I would ask if I was given the opportunity to depose some of these guys under oath, uh, Mm. in the event, uh, given that, that it appears that these are shedding, what is it shedding, and what health impact does it have on those that it shed upon? Right. Mm -hmm. So early on when the vaccines came out, we know that they've adjusted the dosages and the the structure of these. Right. We do know that. Early on, we had a lot of reports of of very, very young girls as early as preschool uh, having menstrual issues when when they were around parents and grandparents that had just been vaccinated. Now, Mm -hmm. what we our belief is and what we've been what we've seen indicates that some of the dosages and the initial lots were way, way higher than they should have been. So maybe there was additional shedding, I don't know. But okay. the question becomes, with this stuff coming out of people, what's it doing when it's coming in? Is that causing or is that leading to? I mean, we know that people who have the jabs are seeing plethora of adverse events, ranging from, from everything from heart to neural to cancers to all these different things. Um, are the people around them subject to any of those. And if so, to what extent? I don't know. I don't know right. the answer to this. It's not been covered up. But I would say that you don't have to be a genius to think this through, right? You can look at this like this. If my bot's DNA, uh, genetic makeup, right? Mm-hmm. How, it, how can we possibly feel that the guys who cannot write software for this phone without it having a bug? Are going to be re- able to reprogram something as complicated as our genetic makeup without bugs, and why would I want them to do that? Right.
0: Sobering, sobering question. <laughs> where do we go, Tom? What, what, uh, what do you say to our moms now? Do we look for legislation? Do we? Um, wh- where do we go? I know you talked about, you know, kind of growing your own and doing it can, but, um, is there something more we can do? Can you direct us to, um, anything else here as we close?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to give you three places that I like. Okay. First of all, keep supporting moms for America. Thank you. Um, I love you guys. And I I really, we've got to have this right? We've got to have
0: this. We got to have the discussion, right? Moms just want to know what's going on. We always say you can go ahead and decide if you want to keep your kids in public school, but this is what's happening. We want to let you know about this technology in meat and in in pork. You can decide what you want to do with it. We're all on this journey, right? Just trying to make the best decisions for our family and our kids. So that's exactly what we do.
1: And I've got the paperwork to back up everything I'm saying. So understand that unless I told you, I'm speculating. I got something I can cite to everything I said. Okay. Uh, I also like Make Americans Free again, They're a great organization. And then my my site is where okay. We push as much out there as humanly possible. Uh, to try and keep people educated and aware. And I fight a lot of different fronts, right? Like I, I'm fighting what's going on in the schools. I'm fighting what's going on with the, I don't like the Southern, what they're doing at the Southern border with the trafficking. I don't, right. uh, both drug and people, by the way. Um, yeah, I'm just a God family country guy. So all that stuff's there. We fight for all of it. Um, and so- do that's you have kind of- and
0: if, Do you have information on your site about like the next bills? Like if moms wanted to, Right across the country, if we wanted to get engaged in yep. asking our legislator, is that on your website as well?
1: Yeah, that's going to be something that we. So we just relaunched our website, and yes, absolutely. Okay. So we we do that. I've got a Substack, I've got a, a a Rumble channel, I've got I've got. We spend so much time trying to educate people and to get the word out uh, that I mean we're kind of we're we're a bad penny. You we we turn up everywhere. So. Um, <laughs> because we, that's really to. it yeah. well we're censored we're censored on yeah, a massive massive scale so you um too. you know so it will have everything either through my Substack. all the links are at tomrens.com. so if you go there you can find us one way or another and yeah. uh, we're on social media twitter and true social and everywhere else but watch for the legislation yeah. watch for lawsuits um i hate i, I don't I don't like doing this but I got to tell you we I work primarily off a of donate. No one can afford to hire lawyers to do what we do, right? right. So right. I generally don't don't bill for my personal time, but the other lawyers I work with, I have to pay them, right? Mm-hmm. So as we have as the funding allows, we keep filing more and more big lawsuits over this stuff. If we've got the funding, we'll keep filing lawsuits. We do as much as we can. All these guys work at discount. They're good people, they're all patriots, so I don't work with them. But we're we're fighting as hard as we can from anywhere we can. We'd appreciate any support we could get. And first and foremost, uh, I always, especially when I come somewhere new, and I don't think I haven't had the opportunity to interview with you guys before. I'll tell you that I always ask before you send me a dime, send me a prayer. And I actually mean that. Mm-hmm. Um, the prayers have lifted us through this. Yeah, I'm sure. And uh, it's a battle. You
0: know, it is a battle.
1: Yeah. And that's where we're going to get. So uh, yeah, TomRens.com. dot com. Substack, Twitter, Truth, we're all over the place.
0: Okay. And again, God bless you on what you're doing and fighting this fight and defending and exposing. And um, that's really what we're, that's the battles that we're in now. I mean, it—it it is so crazy. None of us could understand or fathom what is being put in, what is being pushed, what is being championed, unless we have some type of accountability and transparency. So Thank you so much, Tom, and I know there's not an easy answer to this, but it's definitely this technology is being used in pork, probably beef very soon, and vegetables. All those, um, I forgot what you call those, but it's like lettuce, cucumbers, all these different like uh, water-based vegetables, they are using this technology to put in a hormone. And so we don't know the repercussions of it, but I know moms are on the, on the hunt and they want to know what's going on. So thanks, Tom. We appreciate what you're doing.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks again, Tom, for a great discussion on this. Wow. Very insightful. We got big business, big pharma, big government, all looking to figure out how they can get these vaccines into Americans. So we have to be aware and we have to know what's happening. And, And mom's we I mean, go ahead and contact your state representatives and talk to them uh, about this issue. Bring that forward in your community and in your state. Uh, tell them you want to be informed and you want full transparency about gene therapy, this, uh, this, uh, this technology. So it's up to us, mamas. All right, moms. I also want to remind you that we are here to help you. We want to have discussions like this on topics like this. Uh, in a variety of ways, we are reaching out to our moms and letting them know what's happening in the culture, uh, in the schools, and in their community. I do want to again, remind everyone to sign up for our newsletter. I mentioned it at the top of the show, but please join us here at Moms for America. Uh, join the movement. Uh, it really is a great place to be because there's so much going on in today's world, in today's culture, that we need to be informed, uh, educated, and, and really inspired to to push back Um, i also want to tell you about our cottage meetings which is our signature program when you do go to our website uh check out our education programs this is how we help moms all across the country Uh, moms absolutely love this it's 12 lessons that will inspire and educate you moms about america's amazing heritage so that you can share the principles of liberty in your home and in your community that's what we are all about moms for america right We inspire, educate, and uh, invest in our moms. Those moms then obviously invest in their children. We say that here at Moms for America, we have everything from the kitchen table to Congress. So uh, all of our programs on our website, momsforamerica.us are here to help you as great resources uh, in your journey through motherhood. So Moms for America surely does have it all for you. Moms, we believe that liberty begins at home and that you are truly the heartbeat of America. You are the greatest influence in your children's lives. Again, if we can help and and support in any way, please check us out at Moms for America. Um, Love to see you next week as we have another inspiring guest talking about another interesting, incredible subject that affects us as moms. We say this too, right? Every issue is a mom issue, so we try to cover it all. So we hope to see you back next week. And moms, let's keep changing our world one home at a time. Thanks so much for joining us.